Hey guys, this is Vaughn Kohler, and you're listening to the MF CEO Project. Would you like to hear Oprah interview the MF CEO? Maybe Barbara Walters? That's not going to happen today. But in this episode, I get Andy to talk a little bit more about what he really believes and what he really thinks about everything from the average person's chances of success to what happens when an entrepreneur feels lonely and isolated. That's today's podcast. Brace yourselves. Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm your host, Andy Frisella, and I am the motherfucking CEO. I'm here with my with my handsome co-host, uh, Mr. Clean. I mean, Von Kohler. Professor X. Professor X, Vaughn the Impaler, mm-hmm. DJ, DJ God. Gotta have the reverb. What's up, brother? Yeah, dude. How's last, life treating last, you? <laughs> life is incredible. It is. Based it's, on last week. Yeah, that was fun. And we're what? Like two weeks into the, what are we, three weeks into the year? 2016? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Dude, It does, you know that like when you're a kid and you're, you know, old people are like, man, life goes so much fat. It fucking does, man. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. so weird. Like you're, when you're a kid, you're like in a hurry to like get to be like 20 so you can like go do shit yeah and then when you get to be like 30 you're like fuck i wish i could stay in my 20s i think like the 20s is like the thing yeah you know 30s yeah. are good too though you know when you're little and something really good happens like the best looking girl in school like says i don't know that she'll go out with you or something and you 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 can't keep yourself from smiling but you look ridiculous because you're smiling so big i don't know if you watch the whole daily v but that's what i look like in, in the Daily V uh, video. I'm not that, sure what you're referring I, to. Like, that, ha- you're supposed to keep your pimp face on, dude. I know, you can't but be smiling I, I, had like the, I had the goofiest, you gotta, you gotta, goofiest you gotta look on my pimp, face. The pimp face on, like, it happens all the time, yeah, I know. even if it doesn't. Go look it up. Come on, man. Watch it on YouTube. Yeah. That was great, though. Yeah, it was fun. That was, it was great. a good time. Dude, yeah. Gary, Gary um, you know, if you're listening, which I know he is, uh, thank you so much again for having us up there. That was a really, really good time. Been, Laughing about it and talking about it. You know, dude, I just like talking to that dude. Like I told yeah. him, we after we were texting back and forth, and I was like, you know, without the cameras and the microphones and all that, I said, I would have a, just a fun time sitting there talking about that shit. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just having the conversation about, about, you know, where you think things are going and what people can learn and where they can, you know, improve. And, and I don't know. That has just always been so interesting to mm-hmm. me. Um, the... So I guess the game plan of how business is evolving and how we are all like in a super exciting time because like our parents didn't get to go through this. You know what I mean? And their parents didn't get to go through this. Um, We're getting to go through, you know, a time where, you know, most of us, um, well, I mean, I guess if you're in your 20s, you know, you probably had a cell phone most of your life. If you're in your 30s, you remember what it was like without cell phones or without the internet or without you know, those kind of technologies, social media, and all these things that we have at our disposal. And like, being a part of this revolution in technology and evolution of business, to me, is just one of the most interesting things. And I'm really like, when I stop and think, like, it's really cool to think like, how we get to be a part of that. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Did like you, it's I'm a, so exciting to me. I don't know what it is, man. It's, it's like crack. It's very exciting. I almost texted you about this, but did you pick up on what uh, prediction he made that came true about three days later? What? 
Um, it was a major prediction. Yeah, he he predicted that there was going to be a big economic meltdown, and three days later, the sno- the stock market, I, big headlines that it melted down. Wall Street was reeling, according to one uh, one news source Look, that man, I read. The dude, the dude's plugged in. You yeah. know, I said it today on my on my. He's more plugged in than anybody I've ever met in terms of what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. To the point where, you know. It's hard to imagine somebody being on top of that much shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I met him the first time, we went up to New York. And, I mean, the dude's taking meetings at 11 o'clock at night. That's not yeah. bullshit. I've seen yeah. it happen. Yeah, he's a You know hustler. what I mean? And, yeah. to, you know, <clears throat> the guy's, he's, he's a phenomenal dude. I mean, he's on top of things. He's plugged in. He's plugged into all different kinds of businesses all over the globe. You know, I, I just, you know, I think he's just a phenomenal uh, yeah. exception of an exceptional person. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot. I know you're a lifelong learner. Was there something in that time we spent with Gary last week, where you actually learned something that maybe you hadn't heard him say before, or maybe he said something in a different way that you're like, man, that I'm gonna add that to my, you know, re- reservoir <laughs> of knowledge. No, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean that to sound like arrogant. Like the dude's got plenty of knowledge, but I feel like. It, I got a comment today, okay, from somebody who said, dude, I, I, I love your, you know, your post on Instagram. I listened to the podcast for the first time. It was like super high energy. It was super exciting. It was super, uh, you know, enthusiastic, but, but the message was sort of like all over the place. And, you know, it was hard for me to take away what you were trying to get at. And that's what happens when you put somebody like myself and somebody like him at the same table. You know, we're, we're, we're thinking along the same lines, all the time. And, um, you know, wh- the things he says and some of the things I say, they're not always said exactly the same, mm-hmm. but they, the, the train of thought, I feel like, is, so, is very parallel. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think I, as far as that conversation was concerned, I didn't, you know, it was more just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I right. agree, I agree, I agree. Right. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear that. You know, like, he's talking, I'm like, yeah. And then I'm talking, he's like, dude, I agree 100%. Right. And it was more like that. It wasn't so much like, hey, have you thought about this, this, and this? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it, it causes it, you to like internally reflect on. And when we went to dinner, that, that was more of how it was going. You know, he was asking me shit. I was asking him shit. And um, it was good. It was good. Yeah. And I imagine that when we do March 8th and we do the Q&A, there'll be some of that live to where people could see it. Yeah. You know, because there are going to be things that, that we disagree on. And Gary's not a guy who is afraid to disagree. And he also respects people who disagree and respects that viewpoint. You know, he's not like, Oh, you're wrong. It's more like, okay, well, we'll, we'll see. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, you know, I'm not somebody who's going to just go along with the flow either. Well, and, and with all due respect to whoever told you that, I do think that part of, part of a skill that you had, you have to learn to develop in life is not just to listen to something and have to follow an outline. You have to do what I, what I call panning for gold. You have to learn to pan for gold. And when you're listening to a, to a, to a conversation like the one that was going on between you and Gary, you don't just look for a specific like linear outline. You really try to take in the whole thing and you try to pluck out the real nuggets. And well, I think of course. that I think you have to of learn course, how man. to do that. Well, look, and that's man, what I would tell that person. About all diff- look, you're talking about all different kinds of people. I mean, we're putting this out there for the world. Not it's not right. Like we get to pick it. Like hey, we're going to pick the people who only understand our type of communication. You know what I mean? Some people. I mean, you look at day to day. Look on fucking Facebook for an hour and look at the different levels of like communication and interpretation right. and 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 to be frank, intelligence. Right. I mean, there's just a fucking big variation there. You know, 
you know, you know, or somebody like myself or Gary or you or, you know, we're talking about big fucking themes in the business world. You know, there's people who fucking are talking about like, you know, the super value meal McDonald's going up five cents. <laughs> yeah. Like that's their yeah. fucking highlight. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to remember and, and when people criticize you, you have to remember like, and I'm not saying that everybody that criticizes you is, is unintelligent because they're not. But you have to take it with a grain of salt. Right. You know, if there's some truth there, you know there's some truth there. Right. That's being self-aware. You know, is there so is there a good point there that you could take away to improve? If so, great. If it's just some nonsense, you know, it's that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So So I did ask you before the uh, the recording session started if you had a question of the day. You said no, you said you have a statement of the day. Yeah, I do have a statement of the day. I got a I got a trolling comment and I want to address it on my uh, I posted a picture this weekend. By the time you listen to this, I will have already done the first um, Revolution tour stop with my good buddy Sean Whalen in Park City, Utah at Sundance Film Festival. That's this Saturday. Um, I got I posted a picture of him and I standing there and uh, leaning against my rolls, and we're we're just you know I just said hey you know this Saturday blah 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 and some fucking kid wrote. You know what? <clears throat> I think it's funny that you drive all these nice cars and throw it in everybody's face, but you can't even afford real shorts. You got to go buy these fucking shitty Walmart shorts. Like make so, so like I'm like, first of all, go back to trolling school, motherfucker, because that was weak. Second of all, this was a point that I wanted to like make to you guys. Okay, you guys see entrepreneurs and you think like, like I see this shit on the internet all the time. Like you think like. That show, Mad Men, or made what is it, Mad Men? Yeah, is it where they're all wearing fucking suits and like everybody's going through, you know, hustling and like, you know, like looking this certain way, looking this certain way, wearing ten thousand dollars suits with three thousand dollars shirts and fifteen thousand dollars shoes and walking through and like being a big baller and all this shit. Let me tell you something. I don't know one fucking person, and I know a lot of millionaires, a lot, a lot, a lot, and I know a few billionaires. I don't know one motherfucker that dresses like that or acts like that. All of them, all of them do whatever the fuck they want. So like you guys who like, cause I see these memes on the internet who say like, Oh, dress the part and you'll become successful. Fuck dude. If you're wearing a fucking suit every day, it's because somebody else is making you wear a fucking suit every day, motherfucker. So think about that. When I wear my Walmart shorts, when I drive around in my fucking Rolls Royce. And by the way, they're not Walmart. They're Gander mountain. <laughs> Nice. But I it's like, the truth. No, I know. There's I'm, no fucking standard for like what you need to look like or what you need to. Now, when you talk about a personal branding standpoint, yes. And you know what? I've made that my personal brand on purpose. The real dude who fucking actually is a real dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I go buy them. What am I wearing now? Fucking seven-year-old Under Armour sweatshirt. It should have been fucking thrown away like right. a, a year ago. Now, to your point. Cowboy your, boots and your Lambo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, now, dude, you should be comfortable with who the fuck you are. You know, I didn't grow up wearing fucking nice clothes. I, dude, when I grew up, <clears throat> you know, there was these canvas polo shoes that like came in every color. This is like when I was like seventh grade. You remember that? Remember those yeah. shoes? Did they also come in checkered? Yeah, they were like the deck yeah. shoes. Yeah, like, yeah. You get them at Dillard's and shit. Yeah. And like they got cool for like a year, right? And then, like, I always wanted them, and dude, we, our family couldn't afford them. You know, and like I wanted them because I wanted to be cool, and I never got them. But then I got them the next year, and I wore them to school, but they were not cool anymore, and right. I got made fun of for wearing them. But, dude, that's where I come from. I come from a fucking, you know, regular family. I don't come from some blue blood bullshit, I'm going to wear fucking $5,000 pants bullshit. 
Right. So fuck you if you don't like my shorts. Right. Well, I think you're in good company because the greatest creative, uh, creative business and marketing genius of our time, who just died a couple years ago, we're the same thing every day. Yeah. But that's the point. Black, black mock turtleneck and, yeah, and my, ratty jeans. Yeah. My <laughs> point to this is not Steve Jobs. Just yes, in case y'all are wondering. My, my point to this is not to like go off on this comment. It's that it's to attack the misconception that you young guys and young girls think. Okay, is it good to make a good impression? Yes, it is. But, dude, that's not what business is about. A lot of people think business is about having a nice office and a fucking suit. And, like, they, you know, because, like, dude, when you put on a suit, you feel fucking pimp. Like, dude, you know, it feels good. But the thing is, is that that's not what it is. People get caught up in, the, in playing business, okay? And what playing business is is, like, exactly what it sounds like. It's playing business. It's playing a part. It's playing a role. They get caught up in that instead of, actually producing a product or producing a service or building something, you know, just cause you have a nice suit with a nice office and a nice desk and, and all these other, you know, a nice pen, a fucking $200 pen or whatever, doesn't mean you're going to be successful. That's playing business. The most successful guys I know don't give a fuck about what they wear. They do whatever they want. They wear whatever they want, wherever they want, but they get shit done. Mm-hmm. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, guys, don't fucking get super obsessed with, like, you know, if you're into fashion, good. I'm not dogging on anybody that's, like, into fashion. If that's what you're into, be fashionable. That's cool. I don't like coral shorts. Yeah. (laughs) Tyler's into the coral shorts. Dude, (laughs) Tyler used to be in a neon. So much so that, like, in my email, it says Tyler Neon Hegley. (laughs) Like, as my fucking emails when I send it to him. Like, so, like. That's a true story. Yeah. So, like. You know, but the point is, I'm not dog in fashion. Wear whatever the fuck you are. If you're a dude who, like, loves dressing up and looking like a badass dude, good. That's cool. But I'm just telling you, like, it's not, that is not something you have to do to be successful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting. You have to execute. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. So I, I just thought that was so funny because the guy was, like, 20 years old. And he's, like, you know, 20 years old. You know, you know how it is. You fucking know everything. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Oh, Yeah. When you're younger, you think you right. know everything, and you think you're immortal. Yeah, think you're never gonna die. I like, dude. My dad, my dad, <clears throat> dude. You would never fucking know, ever, if you looked at him that he what he's done in his life, mm. business wise. Mm-hmm. You know, the dude wears a fucking Harley Davidson shirt with holes in it, and jean shorts, and fu- you know, because like, he doesn't have anything to prove he to give anybody. A fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so. That's what people should aspire to. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Just yeah. be comfortable being you. For sure. Don't have to conform. For sure. Well, guys, what am I wearing g- right now, dude? I'm wearing free fucking sweatpants that I got from my, from my fucking clothes store out there in the warehouse. I'm wearing a free hat, and I'm wearing a sweatshirt that I literally have had yeah. since 2006 yeah. or whatever. Dude, I'm, 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 I, honestly, I'm not trying to brown nose you, but you look thinner already. Oh, dude, I'm busting ass. Yeah. I'm you fucking do. killing it, dude. I haven't. I haven't cheated. I, I've not missed a workout. I mean, yeah. dude, I'm, I don't know how much I'm down, but I know I'm down. Yeah, that's awesome. But, dude, I got a long way to go. I got I to lose 70 pounds. Yeah. I fucking was a lot heavier than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, like, 30 pounds off. Like, that's most great. people are, like, 30 pounds. Like, that's, like, another person. I was, like, 30 pounds <laughs> off on my guess of weight. So, <laughs> it's okay, though. I'll it's a dog. There. It's not another person, but yeah, it's maybe it's, a, it's a, a small dog. dog. Yeah, or yeah, a fat it's dog. It's a small, yeah. fat dog. Yeah, like I have. exactly. So, um well, guys, I uh, I kind of convinced Andy that we were going to do something a little bit, little bit different today, and uh, 
you know, 2016 is already picking up. I mean, it's blowing up. We had the Gary V thing last week and got uh, the Sean Whalen thing for Andy next week. And then, and then just soon after that, we've got March 8th and that huge event. And one of the things that I wanted to, to do is that, well, I'll just throw this out to Andy. I mean, you know that every industry has its dark side, right? Yeah. Right. So your your industry, your fitness industry, it has a dark side, right? It has, <laughs> yeah, probably like it, the it worst one ever. Right. Yeah. Well, I would argue that the motivation space has a dark side, too. There's a lot of BS. Another one yeah. with the worst one ever. Yeah. A lot of BS, a lot of narcissism, a lot of what's in it for me. And uh, I, I, what I do they call that? They call it a Messiah syndrome or something. Yeah, or like a self-help Messiah right, or something like, like that. Yeah. Like you're yeah. the fucking... You know, whatever. Messiah complex. Messiah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it would be what would be good and actually really advantageous to the people who listen to this podcast would be to like literally put you on the witness hand stand, so to speak. Um, you know, well, dude, let me touch on that too. Like the, yeah. the Messiah complex. You know, like we talked about on the last episode. And if you haven't listened, go back and listen. But we talked about this. We talked about people who fucking decide they're gonna be quote unquote self help or quote unquote motivation or quote-unquote business experts. They haven't ever fucking done anything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And Gary and I talk about this all the time because it, the inter, Instagram especially is just fucking flooded with people who have never really owned a real company other than like selling shares on their Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a fucking baller. It's right. like, dude. Right. And they take advantage of people's desire right. to better themselves. So what I thought I would do is I, 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 I want, like I said, I want to put Andy on the witness stand. I, you know, if we had a, not, not that we need one, but if we had one, we could hook you up to one of those lie detectors and maybe you could put your hand on a Bible. And I'm going to ask you some tough questions about the things that you believe and the things that you think. And I just want you to, in some ways, this is going to be a recap, but in some ways, it's going to be like just a moment of reflection before we get really, really heavy into um, 2016. And guys, again, I mean, I am going to ask questions in an orderly way, but you know, if you're looking for like a specific point by point outline, you're not going to get it. If that's a problem, just turn it off right now. But if you, if you're in for some fire and for or some help for, feel free to use your own fucking brain. Yeah. If you're in for some fire or, or, or some helpful information, then keep listening. So Andy, first question you've written and actually you've done a podcast before where you say success is your obligation. Greatness is your obligation. I read a Facebook post of yours, uh, couple couple weeks ago where you said, you know, we're always told we can be anything we want. And you said that you believe that. And you said that success is for everybody. So I'm asking you straight out, do you really believe that? I do. Um, I was interviewed yesterday by a cool new podcast, um, Bite Size Radio, uh, which is run by a friend of mine. Um, who is Bite Size Fitness on uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, She asked me a very similar question. And I just had a conversation out here in the lobby while you guys were waiting for me with an old buddy from high school, okay, about the same subject. Um, I drove my my Lamborghini today. Um, It's supposed to fucking snow. I'm just letting everybody know. It is snowing. Is it? (laughs) Well, I'm just letting everybody know because I want to explain something. <clears throat> my friend, he's like, we were talking about cars and he was asking me what all I had and I was going through and explaining, you know, just letting him know. And he's like, dude, there's not many cars here in St. Louis, is there? And I'm like, no, there's a lot of cars in St. Louis. It's just that people don't drive them. And he's like, why? And I'm like, because they're afraid of what people are going to say to them. And they're afraid of like, you know, looking showy or becoming a, 
jerk or looking like they're trying to throw shit in people's face. And I said, hey, look, dude. I said, every time I go get gas in the Lambo, fucking 10 little kids run up and ask their mom and dad to take pictures of the car. Every time. Okay? And those kids always ask the same questions. They always say, man, that car's so cool. What is it? And I'm like, oh, it's this, this, and this. And they're like, well, how much does it cost? I'm like, well, you know, you got I just ref- defer it. I'm like, look, you had to work really hard to, to have a car like this. They're like, well, what kind of work? And they get interested in like the work, mm-hmm. okay? And they get their little their their little brains moving. Like, hey, man, I, that's cool. And it like turns a switch. You could see it. Like I've seen it a million times. And where people think like doing something like that is gonna is gonna cause like a lot of negativity, it's actually the opposite. It's it's people are interested. Even older people that come up. I'm sure there's people who like from afar that don't come up that are like, fuck that guy. But dude, those people are gonna lose no matter what. Who cares? All right. So. <clears throat> The, what I'm getting at here on the obligation part is that, dude, if you're too much of a pussy to like go out and be successful because you're afraid of what people might say, you're not only letting yourself down, you're letting your family down, you're letting all these people that you don't even know down, you're letting like basically you're 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 def- you know I don't know diffusing or deteriorating or I don't know what the word is. You can help me here, you know, but it, you're like taking away the value of like your you're denigrating of your life. Huh? You're denigrating the value yeah, of your life. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're fucking you're you're diluting it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh gotcha. and you know, that you have to think about you know how much easier it is to like just fall in line and follow the path and do what you're supposed to do, even though you want to be successful and you want nice things and you want to drive a nice car and you want to live in a nice house and you want to be able to help other people. Well, if you want to help other people, you can't fucking help anybody if you're not helping yourself first. You know what I mean? What's more, what's more valuable? You writing a hundred dollar check, living on a you know a, me- a mediocre salary because that's what you could afford, or writing a hundred thousand dollar check because you went out and worked your fucking ass off and took care of yourself first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like a lot of people will 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 hide behind these bullshit excuses about why you know they don't want to be successful, but you know, I bet every one of those motherfuckers bought a Powerball ticket recently. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, I do believe it's for everybody because I believe your story of your life and the purpose of that story should be to provide lessons and hope for the future generations, whether that be your own kids or, or, or people who see you or whatever, you know, like when I was a little kid, you know, I've told this story before, you know, my dad and I went to get gas and we saw a Lamborghini Countach at the gas station and I was like, holy cow, that is the coolest thing ever. And what did my dad say? That's awesome. You're going to have to work really fucking hard to do that. You know what I did for the rest of my life since I was like eight years old when I saw that? I worked to own a fucking Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Now I'm here. And I employ over 100 people. And all those people have families. You see what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, you have, to let your, you have to be okay with stepping outside of what society says is right. And you have to, to think of your success as not just something that's for you, like, hey, I want to buy shit, and you have to think of it as an obligation to others because if you think about it as just for you, you'll never make it because it's too fucking hard. But if you put that extra pressure on, like, think about your employees and you think about the people that you can inspire and you think about the message of the story that you're telling and and all these different things, you can build a lot of external motivation and pressure which will help you stick to the path. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. another aspect yeah. of it. I mean, I could talk about this all day, but at the end of the day, it is your obligation. There's a lot of people out there who have died mm-hmm. 
across, you know, how many wars have we had in the United States? We're talking about millions of people have died to keep this country in a place where those opportunities are still available. And for you to, to waste your life playing Call of Duty and drinking fucking beer every day and, you know, jacking off the fucking internet instead of actually going out and being productive, dude, you're fucking insulting those people. So yeah. when you talk about an obligation, you're talking about an obligation for, to many, many people. You know what I mean? This fucking flag right here, this represents fucking opportunity. You know what I mean? And when people disrespect that, it's not just, oh, I'm free so I can do what I want. No. You still have obligations for that price, and that's what I believe. Like, let's say a soldier who has died in battle, let's say you can have a conversation with him about the way you're living your life. And that guy comes to you and he says, hey, Vaughn, I died so that you could have the opportunity to do this with your life. Would you be proud of what you had to show him? Think about that. That's a thought I don't think a lot of people have every no. day. No, and I think about it all the fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, dude, this goes into, like, living your life with gratitude, living your life with integrity, living your life with honor, and all these different things. I mean, it goes, dude, this is like a deep rabbit hole that we could get into. Yeah. But the bottom line and the message is, is that you, you are morally responsible and obligated to fucking be as successful as you can. Because if you're successful as you can, you're in the position to help as many people as you can become successful, which makes the world a better place. And I know there's a douchebags out there right now. Yo, you're justifying being rich. No, motherfucker. That's how I got rich. So you know we get a lot of emails. In fact, we get so many that I help you read some of those emails. And yeah. we get a lot of people. Um, and guys, I mean, Andy, I can, I can tell you right now, Andy sometimes feels a little uncomfortable with this kind of stuff. But there are people who write in and they're like, oh, man, you gave me hope. You, gave, you know, I really, I was struggling and you helped me, mo you know, press on. And, and the word hope comes out a lot. And, and I, I think, um, I think that's, a, that's a repeated theme in a lot of the emails. And one of the things that I was going to ask you is, um, you know, when people say, oh, you've given them hope or, or when they're down, you, you, you help motivate them. Uh, you know, they might have what you call a tombstone day and you help bring them, bring them out of that. But I think one of the things that's really lacking, and I think this is why people resonate with you so much, one of the thing that's, things that's lacking in the, in the motivational space, in the self-help space, is just a real authenticity about the fact that life is not all happiness. It's not all rainbows and unicorns, as you've put it, but there's real struggle and there's real, I mean, depression sometimes so i guess my question is like shoot it to you straight uh, shoot it to us straight um how often do you struggle with that kind of stuff how often do you struggle with depression how do you how do you deal with it how do you overcome struggle how do you dude i'm gonna be real man yeah yeah like, go dude, ahead. i've had i've suffered from severe depression from, since i was in my 20s like early 20s like it, it i used to think it was bullshit i used to think it was like something that people claimed um like and I don't tell people this. I mean, this is something that I fucking tell. I don't even tell my own family. Nobody knows this shit, so I'm being real. Mm -hmm. Like, it's something I've suffered with for a long time. And, and you know, <clears throat> I haven't really talked about it, but I will because you asked the question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I used to think it was like an excuse. Like, dude, oh, you're depressed. You're making a fucking excuse. Um, it wasn't until, like, 2012 that I had, uh, like, a legit fucking breakdown to where I couldn't function. Like, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't fucking do anything. And my head completely, like, felt like it was going to explode. And I'm talking about, like, literal, actual physical pain. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to the doctor, and 
they ended up finding um this is how i knew that what depression this is how i found out so i had these this feeling for like 12 years and then i went to the doctor and i'm like dude my headache will not go away because i'm always like the type of dude who like i'm not going to the doctor no matter fucking what unless like i'm like dying but my headache wouldn't go away and i had a friend who um passed away from a brain tumor uh within like two weeks of finding out that he had it um his name is justin skaggs and some of you guys listening i know you know him he was a great fucking dude uh actually one of the best dudes i ever met in my life mm. but i i i was thinking about him and i'm like dude he was tell like he was getting headaches and all of a sudden dude like two weeks later he's fucking dead you know what i mean and i'm like dude this maybe this is something serious i need to go get it checked out so i went got it checked out they did mris did cat scans they found a cyst in my brain, um, which is called a pineal gland cyst, and it's apparently you're born with it. Hmm. But it, for like a week, they didn't know what it was. So like I was like, they thought they didn't know if it was like a cyst or a tumor. So like for a week, I was like, fuck, dude, maybe I got like a tumor, right? Right. Well, <clears throat> turns out this thing is normal. Everybody, like 20% of the population has it from birth. It's not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm still having these symptoms. So they found nothing, essentially, right? But they, they, I'm having these terrible headaches. I can't function, blah, blah, blah. And um, they, uh, they diagnosed me with fucking, like, severe depression. Hmm. And that's, what like, stress-induced depression. So, like, basically, like, my stress levels were so crazy that, like, my hormones weren't working properly and all this shit. So it's a real fucking thing, mm-hmm. it turns out. And, um... So a lot of people actually feel ashamed of that. Did you struggle with no, that at all? I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I'm get, not. I'm not saying they should. I'm just look, saying. Dude, that's I think that, people hide, and I, I think people hide. I think people hide behind any excuse that they can get sometimes. And I think like depression is so common that a lot of people just fucking say, "Oh, I got depression. Fuck it. I'm gonna lay around all day. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. fucking do anything to be." No, that's you quitting. You know what I mean? That's you. That is you being a bitch. You know what I mean? Okay, you've got it. Now what? Mm-hmm. You know, just like people who fucking fight, you know, cancer. You know what I mean? You you get a diagnosis and you get a choice. Can you do you either wake up every day and fucking fight it, or do you wake up every day feeling sorry for yourself and fucking do nothing and just go die? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the people who fight it, a lot of time, I read a stat that more people are surviving cancer than dying from it. Those are the people that fucking fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And depression is not cancer. But, dude, it kills people. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, a lot of people hide behind the diagnosis or the excuse of I've got this or that, and I can't be productive or I can't do that because I've got this. And uh, the reality is is that, you know, um, it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I lead a very stressful life. Um, I have a lot of good things, but I have – you ask how often I struggle with it? It's every fucking day. Mm -hmm. Every day. You know, and I've got to make a choice to get out of bed. Dude, getting out of bed is the hardest thing for me. Like, I, 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 I lay there and think, and I'm like, think about all, I think about, my natural tendency is to think all the bad shit, and I have to physically stop and think about my, gra- that's why, like, when I talked about having the, the gratitude moments in the beginning of the day, mm-hmm. um, that's part of the reason that helps with that depression, and it helps, uh, you know, get you on the right track throughout the day and then so like what i do is like i get up i think about you know the good shit i have that gets me out of bed um i go immediately into physical activity of some sort either cardio or weight training and even though i've got a lot of weight to lose i didn't i didn't it wasn't the training that was a problem i've always trained it was 
Um, and I have all these dudes like, hey, dude, I see you're trying to lose weight. Do you need a trainer? No, motherfucker. I've been doing this for 20 <laughs> years. But thank you. But yeah. it's not the training. It's uh, it's the it's the eating that's been a part for me. But the thing is, is that's all part of the depression thing, right? right. That's all how I dealt with those things. Right. So, like, uh, <clears throat> you know, I go do physical activity. Physical activity releases natural endorsements to help battle that depression and then after i go do my physical activity like my exercise and i'm sweating and i sweat for like an hour dude i'm good to go the rest of the day and i don't really have to deal with it um i mean do i get my fucking temper tantrums and go fucking crazy yeah dude Mm -hmm. you know i do but usually it's warranted because people are just fucking stupid and i've got to be dad you know what i mean i have to be dad to 100 employees like i get all these these uh i get these these entrepreneurs always ask, like, dude, does it get any easier to manage employees? No, it fucking doesn't. It's it's a pain in the ass all the time. Do I have great employees? I do have great employees, but it's still not any easier. There's always something. Every single day, there's something to deal with. You know what I mean? And that's just yeah. part of being an entrepreneur. That's something that I signed up for. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it certainly seems like your daily battle with overcoming your own, like, struggle and depression ha- is what really has given you the ability dude, to motivate other people. No question. Yeah. No question. It's a... Dude... It's all perspective. I just had this conversation with a friend last night, an old friend who I haven't talked to in like two and a half years because we had a big falling out. But uh, he he was basically saying, you know, dude, you know, does it get any easier to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, man, here's what I figured out. It's just part of the deal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like a special circumstance. It's just fucking part of the deal. And, um, you know, a real depression is a fucking it's, it's a chemical problem. You know what I mean? And it needs to be dealt with. A lot of people, because I've talked about this a little bit, um, not in depth, but a little bit on, on, and I'm talking about real depression, dude. You know, ever since I got stabbed, that's where it started. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, Not just being down or blue. There's a difference between just being down no, or blue dude, and actual depression. Dude, people who are depression. depressed know. Yeah. Look, dude, when they say on the commercial, like, thoughts of suicide, it's not like an occasional thought. Right. It's not like, it's not like a... Um, oh, I thought about this one time ever. It's like a fucking overwhelming, oppressive thought that fucking consumes you. Mm-hmm. You know if you're depressed. I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah. You know, I've dealt with it for fucking 15 years, and you take what I just said and put the math to it, and you think about that kind of a fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think people should get medals for that kind of shit, but the reality is, is, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy for anybody. Mm-hmm. And getting up every day... You know, and that's where I talk about, you know, when we talked about the Kill It Every Day podcast, we talk about the power list and how to create momentum and cr- how to create progress and how to do all those things. Dude, the reason we're sitting in this building um, and, and see, you know, you, we can look out on the warehouse and see all these people working and all this shit going on and our brands exploding. Dude, that's all a result of me trying to cure my own fucking issues, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, get, I had to make sure I was progressing. I had to make sure I was moving forward i had to make sure that i was being grateful and all these things kind of like because otherwise i would have fucking killed myself and that's that's mm-hmm. the truth mm-hmm. so it was either like get your shit together and make it fucking work or you know and occupy your brain with that or like you know and like right now it goes through phases dude I'm, right now i'm doing great you know why because my fucking diet's perfect my training's perfect my momentum's there and i think all those things lead into like a healthy life Right. Yeah, I love what you said though. You didn't just passively submit to the depression. No, though. you said. But I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, I think you're right. No, I know. It's, I know I'm right, dude. If I could fucking build a hundred million dollar company, being massively depressed, thinking about myself, fucking blowing my brains out every fucking day, dude, you could fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? 
This is not, and you know, I'm not looking for fucking sympathy. So please don't like say, oh, dude, you know, like, dude, I don't like to talk about it. You right. know, this is gonna be the only time I probably ever talk about it. But I'm being real. You ask me the question, I'm gonna answer it. Right. Do, how often do I struggle? Every fucking day. How do I beat that struggle? By being organized, by being diligent, by having the discipline to stick through a plan, plus a couple other little tricks, like being grateful when I wake up, being grateful before I go to bed, you know, <clears throat> surrounding myself with positivity. You know, a lot of people, you know, they're like, dude, you just block people who are ignorant on the internet. Well, yeah, I fucking do because they're negative and I cut all negativity out of my life, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, all these things, and I don't know, like, if people are following along at this point, cause I'm kind of rambling, but all these things have like contributed. This is the fucking ironic thing. Like everything's perspective. So like how you look at something can totally determine the outcome of what it is. And when you step back and look at like me trying to cure these feelings that I had internally, and then look at the result of what it's produced. That's pretty fucking amazing. Because the reality is I could have taken those same emotions and curled up in a ball and been a pussy and fucking just went away. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that's the difference. Like, you either choose to fucking fight, and this is in life or anything. Like, this is, you know, if you're sick, you fight. If you're an entrepreneur, you fucking fight. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter. You just go fucking fight. And, you know, if you fight long enough, you're going to figure out a plan, and good shit is going to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're neck deep in a, in a conversation about struggle and fighting. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this a little bit to a you know, somewhat related topic, and that is this. Um, you've talked about having haters. You've talked about having critics. Um, a lot of that criticism at this point in your life, you learn to shrug off. I, I, I think of a meme uh, that you, you had, I think it was like two years ago, where you said a lot of people are going to criticize you. F those people, yeah. you know. But, I mean, let's be honest, Andy, because we're going to keep it real. Um, there's got to be something that genuinely stings you, like something that genuinely bothers you that maybe is part of the whole process of, of fighting for a building an empire, building a business. What is something that, that really genuinely still maybe stings you a little bit, still does bother you, that, that if you could, you would change about the whole you know, culture of, I don't know, life, I guess? <laughs> I'll be honest, man. Like, I, you know, I'm such a smart ass naturally like first of all if you're a troll hater dude i'm the last dude you want to comment on my shit because i'm gonna make mm-hmm. you look stupid um second of all i i really don't have anything you know i'm i'm self-aware dude 100 mm-hmm. percent. you know what i mean i i know who i am i know what i want i know what i'm about i know my weaknesses i know my strengths nothing really anyone could say gets under my skin like that. I actually look at the troll thing, like people talking shit, as like entertainment. I think it's fucking funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I have a good time coming up with a fucking something smart ass to say back. Like, it's fun. Like, we sit here in the office and laugh our asses off at people who write shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not that... It's not that and, and then there's a difference between, first of all, if you're listening and you're young, which I know a lot of you guys are, there is a clear difference between criticism and just trolling or hate. Real criticism, and we've talked, we have, I think we have a whole episode on this somewhere. Real criticism is helpful. Hmm. You know, somebody might not like what you're doing, and you might not like to hear that, but if you can look at it and say, you know what, that person's right, that person just helps you. You should go give them a hug. You know what I mean? And then there's the people who speak negatively of you who are just there to fucking ruffle your feathers or whatever it is, you know. Um, 
I never understood why people do that. I I really don't get what yeah. the pleasure is of doing that to somebody. Um, but the fact is, is there's a lot of people out there that do it. Uh, and you have to, I think that the fear of that is what keeps most people from ever stepping forward and following what they really want out of life. Um, which is unfortunate because the reality of haters is you fucking need haters. You know why? Because if you don't have any haters, you don't have, there's a unique dynamic amongst like people who love you and people who like truly hate you. And the more haters you get, the more the people that love you will stand up for you Mm -hmm. and they become like naturally more passionate about you and your brand. And so it's like a good thing because like they get on there, they talk shit. You let the people who love you fucking handle it. And they become like more like, dude, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Your own people. So like, um, there's a cool dynamic to having them, but you know, it takes a long time to understand that. Like, and and we talk about, uh, on Gary's episode last week, we talked about everybody is their own brand. Why don't people put out good content? I think the biggest reason people don't put out good content isn't because they're because they can't or they're not intelligent enough to do so it's because they're afraid of what that one person might say that'll hurt their feelings and the truth of the matter is guys is that you have to get over that you have to Mm -hmm. you cannot sit here and worry about what ifs because the reality is 99.9 percent of the people are fucking nice people Mm -hmm. and you're you're deviating the plan for yourself off of like one-tenth of one percent of the population. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. and and I, I you know, <clears throat> I get that that's, I get that that's a struggle for some people because they're, they're, they're not good at hearing. But if the fucking shit that people are saying is bullshit anyway, you know, what difference does it make? And are you going to truly, like, not step out and build the life you want because you're afraid of what your fucking cousin might say or, like, you're your aunt or some dude you don't know, you know, the shit that bothers me, dude, is the shit that like my own family has said to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Where I have like, you know, I've had people in my own family say some fucking ignorant shit. I'm not going to say it because they're going to, I don't feel like starting this, you know, I'll go to Easter and it'll be a fucking (laughs) Easter egg fight, you know, but, but the reality is I've had them say some ignorant shit, you know, and that was all, those things are the things that have stuck with me. Yeah. Not the things that Joe Blow, you know, from the fucking internet basement of, you know, in his mom's house, you know, fucking, what is it, meatloaf? Eating fucking mom's meatloaf, you know? <laughs> right, right. says, I don't fucking care about those guys. So I'm going to restate this because I think this is gold, and I don't want anybody to miss it. So Andy said that his response to the haters and everything is self-awareness. And the way that I understand what you were trying to say is, you know what you're good at, and you know what you're not necessarily good at. And when people criticize what you know you're good at, you're like, no, I'm not. No, I am good at that. I'm confident about about that. And then when they criticize things that you know in your heart, yeah, it's maybe something that I need to improve on, you're like, that's fine. I'm not going to beat myself up for it. Right. So just knowing yourself. That's like when people say to me, like, you know, dude, you're fat. I'm like, yeah, I fucking noticed that when I put my pants on today. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, like, right, right. I can't get mad about but it. But that's huge. And right. I don't think a lot of people know that the answer to haters is self-awareness. Right. Knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're not good at, and and not, you know, being confident and in being your responsible for your, yeah. for your own choices. Being like, confident in your strengths and not beating yourself up for your weaknesses. Right. I mean, it's If it's it bothers you that genius, bad, really. do something about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. That's where, like, if you have, if you're a new listener, and we have a lot of them, 
go back and listen to Kill It Every Day podcast because yeah. we talk about the power list, okay? And there's a there's like five principles that all line up here, okay? If you're confident and you become more confident, you know, it's easier to ignore these comments and say, oh, yeah, whatever, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. But how, people are going to say, I already know this. But, Andy, I'm not very confident. How do I get confident? Go back to Kill It Every Day and listen to that episode because that's going to teach you how to build momentum and create confidence by executing on a daily plan. And, and if you, you know, it's all about winning the day. You win the day, you know, you win two days in a row, you win three days in a row, you got a win streak. You win a week in a row, you got a week, week-long winning streak. You, you win a month in a row, you've got a month-long winning streak. Eventually, you string enough months in a row, you're just fucking winning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what it comes down to. And, and you've that's earned how, the right to feel good yes, about yourself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And confidence yeah. is an earned thing. Like, that's one thing, you know, I, I heard Gary talk about one time. Um, how do you build confidence? He's like, well, surround yourself with confident people. That's not enough. You've got to do shit that you're going to feel good about mm-hmm. in order to, like, build that confidence. And that you're, you're going to have to, like, have your mistakes and overcome them. And it just comes with, with experience. And I show you how to do that if you go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. So... So I've got two, maybe three more questions. Uh, this one, I'm really excited to hear what you say. Um, a lot of people who listen to this podcast, I mean, I, we're kind of biased, but we, we think the people who listen are pretty exceptional people. We, of course. There, there are people who really want to succeed in life. Right. So there if are people, people... Everybody who doesn't listen to this show is a fucking idiot. I, exactly. All the people who listen to this show are geniuses. Yeah. That's in fact, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have it on good authority that when people stand before God and he says, why should I let you into heaven? That's right. He's... he's I listen the, to the MSCEO podcast. Li- exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Dude, we already talked, me and God, we already talked about yeah, this. Yeah. I, I, You're I, DJ I, God. You, I know exactly. you got this already set up. Exactly, exactly. He's got VIP membership. So obviously there are people this year who are going to kill it. And they're, because of their work ethic, because of their drive, they're going to make more money than they ever have in their entire lives. So what I would like you to do is give them some cautions and some warnings. Um, you're going to spend as much as you make. You're, you know, people, people, when you're not making much money, your, your, your tastes and, and I don't care what anybody says, I've never seen an example of this change. Um, when you make more money, you're going to want a nicer car. When you make more money, you're going to want to go to different places. When you make more money, you're going to spend more money when you go out. Um, if we're talking about like making significantly more money, um, you know, I would make sure a, that you don't let those new it's okay to indulge, okay? But I would still keep all your expenses in proportion to what you're making. You know what I mean? I feel like people, you know, make, you know, extra, you know, let's say they make an extra 100 grand. Let's say they really kill it and they make a million bucks and they were making fucking 100 grand last year. You know, those people tend to go fucking crazy with money. And, you know, I personally would live a few years in the old lifestyle before you start stepping up your game. You know what I mean? So you can get a nice base built. You get you get comfortable with with some cash in the bank, um, or or, or li- you know liquidity to you, so that you can. And a lot of guys will argue this. They'll say, "Oh, Andy, you know, you need to invest your money into you know." F- I get dude, I get hit up by fucking personal finance guys like like they're fucking, you know, it's it's like bees on honey. You know what I mean? <laughs> but. <clears throat> I've always been a cash guy. I like having cash. I like having cash on hand, and I like having cash relative to the amount of money I spend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just really think about, <clears throat> you know, don't go fucking crazy. You know, it's 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 not that hard. Yeah. Um, and I know there's people out there being like, 
oh, dude, you're missing all these, you know, because a lot of people start making money and then they think they're a fucking investor. You know, they think they're like an angel investor. We were, I was laughing about this this morning. Everybody nowadays is a fucking angel investor. You know, you got a little bit of cash on you. You're going to fucking put it with someone else. Dude, don't do that shit. You're not an investor mm-hmm. unless you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just people just get carried away and they think that like, they think it it's going to make them into something that they're not, you know, realize that you're, and here's another mistake too, that I, that I see people that start making good money make is they, they think that because they did well here and they're doing well here, that they have the Midas touch and that anything they do will turn into gold. You know what I mean? Right. It's like a, it's like, Oh, I conquered this supplement industry and now I'm going to go start in the oil industry. I'm going to become fucking oil tycoon. Mm-hmm. I don't know shit about oil. But somebody who has that mentality, they're like, fuck yeah, let's go do oil. And they get overly aggressive and they forget what they actually are ex- experts at. And, you know, they lose. I've, dude, I saw somebody lose $100 million like that and go broke. I mean, yeah. somebody close to me. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, dude, it's not. You have to remember who you are and what you're good at and keep things relative. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, you're going to have people, if peop, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, if you drive a fucking Lamborghini, you go out and buy a Rolls Royce, people are going to fucking ask you for money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're going to have to learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. You know? This this question just popped into my head. It's kind of a random question, but would you suggest to people who are starting to make a lot of money to be careful about posting it on social media? Because, for instance, I would never, like po- if I'm, like I would I'm, never post anything. If it wasn't like flashy shit, if it mm-hmm. wasn't my passion, okay, I don't post my fucking watches or my jewelry or my house. I post cars because I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would never post anything or flash anything that isn't your fucking passion or isn't used in a legitimate way to show people, you know, what you've built and how you built it. You know, these dudes who are just flashing their watches and flashing stacks of money and flashing this and that. Like, dude, that is a good way. Like, dude, I had a good friend yesterday that just got his Lamborghini burnt to the ground. Wow. Yeah. Burnt to the ground. You know who you saw, didn't you? Yeah, Gold Rush. Yeah. 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 One of my Gold Rush buddies got it because somebody was fucking jealous of it. Wow. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, is part of your reason, too, that... The bad kind of people, whether it's gold dude, diggers want, or opportunists, yeah, they're they're like sharks you know? to blood, huh? Like, dude, if I didn't have this podcast and wasn't, you know, if success wasn't my like product that I'm mm-hmm. like I'm selling, even though I'm not selling it. Mm-hmm. But if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't fucking flash, you know, I wouldn't take pictures of, you know, cars and shit like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would though. I don't know because I, like, don't know. I like cars. You know, it's a passion of mine. Yeah, I probably would. You know. I, I don't probably know, man. I, I probably I, wouldn't show my rolls. I, I would probably show my sports cars. Yeah, I can't even go to church anymore, man. I get, I get, I get hit up for everything. I'm, they all know I'm a pastor of disaster. It's crazy. I bet, man. It's off the hook. I bet. I bet. Yeah. You know, and, and Vaughn the Impaler is getting hit up by all the ladies too. I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the no, man. I, you know, in all seriousness, I, you know, I can't tell people what to post or not post. The the reality of posting is, is like, are you providing good content? Are you building a brand that represents you? Right. You know, people who just fucking post to post, like, let's just a, like throw shit at the wall. I don't know why I have the social media other than like just to brag about my shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like if there's a mission to it, I get it. Like, you know, if you have, <clears throat> let's say Tony Robbins, 
who I fucking greatly admire, and I would love to meet one day. In fact, I would love to have him on the podcast. Last time I said this about our guest, we he, it came true, which because it was Gary. Um, I would love to talk to Tony one day. But, like, dude, if you read any of his books, he always talks about the, sh- you know, success and riding around a limo and his 10,000-square-foot house and blah, 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 blah. And he uses those things to show people what the result of the work can be. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything wrong with that. Right. You know, I think it's a lot different when you just take a picture and say, hey, look at me, motherfuckers. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I got a... Right. I'm doing this and you can't. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. I got hit up... The same dude who wrote the shit about the khakis mm-hmm. that we talked about earlier or about the shorts. Yeah. He's like, dude, you used to be... This is the funny thing. He's like, I had to unfollow you because you became too much of a fucking self-centered, flashing your shit kind of guy. And I'm like, but you're commenting on my posts, so how the fuck did you unfollow me and why are you here now? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck you if you don't want to follow me. But the point is, is like, people are going to interpret things the way they want to interpret mm-hmm. them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and whatever you, you know, this is getting into like a different podcast, but like, you have to realize that you are your own brand. We talked about that last podcast, and your post should be should have that in mind. You know what I mean? Your mm-hmm. post should have your brand in mind because in five years from now, you, if you don't have a solid brand built, like you're gonna have trouble getting a fucking job. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people people are going to get fucking fired up about stuff for stupid shit. You know, like, that dude who commented that, dude, maybe he can't pay his rent. Right. You know what I'm saying? He sees, like, me driving a, a expensive car like that, and he's like, well, that's so wasteful. You know yeah. You know what, dude? I had my days when I didn't pay my rent fucking either. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I, I'm it's convinced. like I said, perspective is everything. Like, people forget. They forget about, you know, Chris and I living in the back of our retail store on a fucking mattress that had piss stains on it. For real. You know what I'm saying? Or a couch that my dad gave us, which was a love seat. And it, I mean, you know, you know when I post pictures of that, that's the most popular shit because it reminds people of where we came from. You know what I mean? Dude, first day in business, seven bucks. Second day in business, zero dollars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Getting broken and having your whole store vandalized two weeks in. Getting stabbed in the fucking face. You know, eight years of fucking not getting paid at all. People forget that shit. You know, and all they see is the product of that, that, you know, and people, people just forget, mm-hmm. you know. Do you think people often forget that money is relative to? In what way? In the way that what might be a Lamborghini to you <clears throat> might be a Ford Focus to them. Like how much you make versus. Spend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, people, people think that, too. They're like, like, I've had this comment before. Oh, dude, you're spending all your money on fucking. Uh, no, man, I'm like in my budget still. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, people people forget that. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And then also, but that's that's not. I mean, yeah. People people people. You know, they do think that. You know what I mean? They think, oh, you're spending all your money, blah blah blah. I mean, like, dude, I get that all the time. But the thing is, is that, <clears throat> you know, the other thing I get too is like, I've gotten this a lot. You know, how do you handle employees when you're driving a Rolls Royce? that costs more than, you know, fucking 10 times their salary for a year. Like, how does that, how do you, how does that affect you? Or what is that, how does that affect your business? Well, here's the fucking reality. Um, if I don't have an employee that wants to drive a Rolls Royce or wants to be successful, I don't fucking want them here. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't have the attitude of success or wanting to be hungry or wanting to aspire to whatever your goals are financially, I don't want you here because you're not the kind of person that's going to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I use it as a filtration to like, like when I first started driving nice cars, dude, I fucking fired like 12 people within like two months and it weeded out all the cancer. You know what I mean? I have all these dudes here that hustle. I, ha- I was thinking about it this morning. Almost every person in this office has bought a new fucking car this year. A nice car. A nice car. I had a guy buy a CTSV. Tyler bought a Z06 Vet. You know, like, dude, uh, uh, you look out there, we look like a fucking Chevy dealership. Every fucking $60,000 Chevy <laughs> truck that, that exists lives in our parking lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, I'm looking right out here. You got a brand new fucking Ford Mustang uh, GT 5.0, which are badass. You know, like, it's not like I'm, you know, taking all the money and these dudes aren't fucking succeeding. You know, a number of these dudes have bought new houses. Yeah. You know, and, and I, you know. And just coming from someone who does work for you, uh, it's, it's funny because I remember I was trying to look back on, you know, when I actually got motivated to take it to the next level. You know, the next level. And you it did? Wasn't, uh, has that happened? You got motivated? Well, I, <laughs> I, I stopped being fired. So Yeah. <laughs> Tyler's got fired yeah. literally before. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, imagine if you did not have the cars. Imagine if we did not have this o- nice office. Everybody beneath you who wasn't in the corporate setting would think that the company is becoming stale and that there's no room there's for no growth. There's no success. There's no success. Right. right. And, like, dude, I don't want people working for me that aspire. I'm No offense to anybody out there, but I don't want people working for me that aspire to drive a fucking Ford Focus. Right. No offense to whoever drives Ford Focus. Beautiful car. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Mm-hmm. And that's not the level of what I want here. Unless they happen to think it's a beautiful car and it's right. Or yeah, no? and and if they do that and they becomes like a lot of people make millions of dollars. That's what they fucking drive. Right. Let's say their motivation is like I want to give all my money to a dog charity, which I think is fucking cool. Right. But I work my balls off to become that guy who does that. That's right. different. You right. know, I'm not saying right. everybody that works here has to drive a nice fucking car. Right. I'm using that as a metaphor for being hungry. Right. No. You know what I mean. I get you. So. I get you. You know, and a lot, dude, a lot of people aren't into that shit, and that's fine. But, you know, everybody has their motivations for being successful, and the bottom line is is that if a, if a nice car turns you off, you and I are not going to be able to fucking get along. Right. Period. Right. It's just not going to happen. Right. For what it's worth, I was at a party one time, and I was talking about – I was actually sharing with people my experience working here, and I was saying, you know, Andy really isn't a very, like – ostentatious person like he's not buying all those you know these crazy things i said that th- the two things that he really likes is i said he likes cars and i said he likes he likes uh, watches that's right and 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 i was pretty excited telling them about a watch that you had and uh and they said well how much did that cost and i told them what you told me and uh i, I think it was like a hundred thousand i don't know might, might have been 60 i don't know yeah. but somebody in in the group said does that make you feel a little weird that he spends more on a watch than he pays you in a year. And I, I honestly, I was speechless. And the only thing that I could think of was I said, well, I don't, I don't have that sense of entitlement. And I wish I would have come back with something a little bit stronger. But I, but the more I thought about it, and then I think I well, later that's on. That's a legit question. I, I did. No, it's not. No, it's a legit <laughs> question. I mean, most people can't think big enough to think outside that box. Like, dude, if I was sitting here, they don't see the backside of what we're doing. Like, they don't see the plans we have. They don't see the growth that we're trying to accomplish. They don't see, 
the partnership. They don't see any of that. So when they don't see those things and what they assume is they're going to work, they assume because they go to work and sit in their fucking cube and nobody gives a fuck about them and their boss drives up and whatever and doesn't give a shit about their progression, their family, their life. They assume that's the case here. So they, they think like, oh, Vaughn, you know, you, all you do is fucking you're his little bitch right. and he doesn't give a fuck about you. Well, the reality is, is that dude, we're trying to grow something much, much bigger. Right. We have our plans. You know the plans. Right. I know the plans. You know, if you're listening, I'm not going to tell you the fucking plans, but you and I know them. Right. And we're partners in, in something that's going to be much, much bigger. And you know that. No. And no, they don't see that shit. Well, and that's true. But I also but feel like, like so you got to remember, most bosses don't give a fuck about their employees. Well, and, and maybe that's the that's where they're operating from. Right. But I think what really bothered me is the idea that just because you had the means that you had to pay me. Well, that's America. Equ- equitable to those means instead of me actually earning it. Dude, does that make does that yeah, make sense? But that's that's so, a, that's the that's small thinking mentality, you know. Yeah. That's squirrel mentality. Yeah, you know, squirrel yeah. mentality. Fucking go over here where the, the 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 nut today is. Yeah, where's the nut today? Instead of starting a fucking nut farm, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Like it's just it's it's small thinking. And yeah. like, dude, you know, another people forget. I've been doing this for 17 fucking years. Right. What have you done for 17 fucking years? Right. Other than complain about your fucking job and jump from job to job to job every three fucking years. I've done the same thing for 17 years. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, like, yeah. you could fucking criticize whatever the fuck you want about me, but here's the reality. You haven't done the work I've done. You haven't stuck with shit like I've stuck with shit. And if you do, you'll have the shit I have. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know? So, you know, and people... People get turned off by success because, dude, they're too afraid to step out and go fucking do it because it's going to take a long time or it's going to be too hard or, you know, my fucking girlfriend doesn't like it, who you're not going to be with in six months anyway because she's a whore. All right. Let's be fucking real. You know, your, your girlfriend does. I get this all the time. Oh, dude, my fucking girlfriend doesn't fucking agree with my plans. Well, first of all. She says I work too hard and blah, blah, blah. All right, well, let me tell you how this is going to go down. You're going to fucking stay home, and then you're going to be, then the conversation is going to be this. You're a fucking loser. You don't do shit. You know, where's the, where, you know, Joey John down the street makes a billion dollars a fucking day. You're a piece of shit. And guess what she's going to do? She's going to go fuck Billy John, wherever the fuck that dude is. You ain't going to win either way, so cut her the fuck out. You see what I'm saying? And that goes for guys and girls. Like, dude, I don't want to, you know, I want to start this business, but my girlfriend says it's a bad idea and I have to work too hard. Fuck her then. Get her the fuck out of there. Period. I can't add to that at all. I mean, dude, like, because there's nothing else to say. Like, dude, I see so many young people ruin 10 years or eight years or seven, five, six years of their life over a relationship that's nonsense. Like, dude, I don't care who you are. I don't give a fuck who you are. You are not going to stop me. It is not going to happen. And if you don't believe that, go ask all my fucking ex-girlfriends. Yeah. And they're probably listening. Yeah. And don't worry, we're still friends. <laughs> Guys, if you want to check out the show notes for this episode of the MFCEO Project, go to themfceo.com forward slash P42. Last question. Dude, on a serious note, it's yes. extremely important for you young people. I know I'm making jokes and I'm being sarcastic. I'm being serious. I am being serious. If you are in a relationship and you have goals for your life and that person does not support you in those goals, nags you about those goals, 
nags you for having ambition, nags you for having hustle. That is not the right person for you. I don't care how good they suck your fucking dick or fucking how nice their ass is or whatever. I don't care. Get them the fuck out because, dude, they will ruin your life and you will end up eating fucking ramen in some $400 apartment, you know, watching fucking reruns of fucking Walking Dead for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That's not what you want. If that's right. not what you want. Find somebody who's going to – because, dude, it's not only just that – that those people pull you down. Success in entrepreneurship is so fucking hard that you need somebody in your life that's going to pump you up. You need somebody that you can look at and say, God, dude, I don't know if I could fucking do this. And they're going to look at you and they're going to say, yeah, you could do this. You know, my preferable language is, hey, you're being a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You need that. Like, dude, when I'm fucking up, Emily says to me, hey, look, dude, you, you've got a lot of shit going on. You could do this shit. It's no big deal. And immediately I'm like, all right, you know, you have to have that, dude. I'm a strong person, and I have to have it. Right. You know? And, right. you know, that's the reality, man. People fucking ruin their lives over bullshit relationships. I, I would also add that if it's the right person, and you guys come to the point where you realize that you have very different life uh, goals, that person, it's, it's okay to have different life goals. That person, whether it's a guy or a girl, is going to just say to you, hey, listen, I love you, but... We're going different directions. That's so right. So I wish you well. Exactly. You go well. And, and that's not the same as somebody who's not supporting you. Dude, my, my girlfriend, before I met Emily, that's pretty much how it went mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. And that was a mature thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't have some dude. You, you, dude, I'm speaking to fucking women out there because I see this shit all the time, dude. <clears throat> and, you know, if I'm a sexist, I'm sorry, but not really. Here's the reality. You can't have a dude that balls out and takes you out in a fucking baller car and buys you nice things and buys you dinner and all this shit that really you should want to earn on your own, to be completely fucking honest. But you're not going to have that with a dude who works 40 fucking hours a week. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. It ain't ever going to happen. And here's the other thing about you insta-hoes that fucking think you're something special with your golden vagina, just since we're on the subject. Guys who have money are smart enough to know what it is you fucking are trying to do. And guess what? They're going to use you for what you're there for, and you're going to be the fucking on the street the next second. So, ladies, if you're good-looking female, quit thinking your vagina is going to pay the fucking bills because that's only going to last for, like, five fucking years. Get your shit together. Be an upstanding, respectful fucking female. Go to work and become an example for other females to be successful because that is your obligation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just see it all the time, dude. Yeah. I mean, how many fucking half-naked pictures do we have to see on the fucking internet? I mean, I'm a red-blooded dude. I had no problem looking at naked chicks. But it gets... It really, honestly, I wouldn't... I know, Like, I feel weird saying this, but, like, dude, I'm sick of it. Because I'm sick of what it stands for. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's all you have? That's all you have is your fucking looks and your fucking half-naked pictures? That's all you have. Mm-hmm. How about some... Fu- you know... Oh, and don't forget your fucking Bible quote that goes with that, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so uh, your, uh, you know your wife just posted an absolutely brilliant yeah, Facebook post. Great. And uh, the quote of the, probably the quote of the whole post was, uh, what was it? No, let me look it up. Your Bible quote's not fooling anybody or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, your, your, uh, your slut picture with a Bible quote isn't, isn't fooling anybody. Slut. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know, the thing is, man, is like, you know, those girls that do that shit give, like, a lot of girls bad names. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, they, 
they want to be, you know, we're, we're, we're strong, we're respected and, and do we're intelligent. And, you know, then you've got like a group of these, you know, like that's why females have a harder time than, than males. We talked about that on, on the last podcast too, because you have so many that just like cheapen themselves that whenever you're like an attractive woman and you're like, got your shit together, you know, as wrong as it is, you know, people come in and make assumptions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, the female females need to fucking like the ones I'm talking about need to like check themselves, man. Yeah. Because as much as I think you're attractive and beautiful, you're m- much more beautiful whenever you have something intelligent to say, mm-hmm. as versus just like showing your tits. Absolutely. I, you know <laughs> what I mean? Amen. Yeah, I mean, can I say amen? Yeah, man. Yeah, I can say. I mean, amen. I know a lot of people are gonna like that. Yeah, it's. It's true. Yeah. I feel, I don't know. That's how I see it. No, it's true. Well, listen, we're going to transition from golden vaginas to the pearly gates. Um, Gary V said this. I thought this was one of the best things he said. He said, I tell people this over and over again. He says, I like stuff, but it's not about the stuff. It's ultimately not about the money. He says, my whole end game is how many people are going to show up at my funeral. Do you resonate with that? Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to really put you on the spot. What would, what would you like people to say at your funeral? It's going to be the same shit they're saying now. It's not going to be any different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I do resonate with that. Gary, like, takes that to an extreme. Like, I don't like things, you know, like, 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 dude, you know, like, he always kind of, like, jabs a little bit. Like, yeah, like, dude, I don't want to be the guy on Instagram standing in front of his private jet, you know, like when I just posted that post like an hour ago myself, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, man, fuck you, you know, but I get what he's saying. What he's saying is the dudes who only do that and the dudes who only they use that shit to like, you know, put off their character online when, you know, they rent a Lambo or rent a fucking plane or, you know, and it's, it's fake. And that's what he's saying is like, dude, success is not about that. And the reality for, like, I called him a, you know, I think a grade A type one entrepreneur, which he is. And that's how I am, too. And I, the reason I can say that is because I understand what he's saying. And a real entrepreneur, and me included, like, as much as I have cool shit, I don't give a fuck about that shit. And I would sell it in one second if it meant that I could start something else or do something else that would help, you know, all these people in a new business, say, or this or that or whatever. Like, you could take that shit away from me. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't – it's just a temporary thing. You know, what gets me going is the the processes of, you know – and this is what he was saying, too. You know, it's the process of an idea to a concept to a plan to execution to result. You know, and that process of doing that over and over and over and over and over again, being an entrepreneur – that kind of an entrepreneur, the kind that him, he is and I am, that's where you're happy. And when you're standing still and you're not having these things in place, that's where you end up like just destroying yourself. You know, so it's, it isn't about the things. Things are cool. Like if you like cool cars or you like watches or you want to live a house, fine. But that's not what entrepreneurship is about. It's about the process of execution and building. And, you know, so I get, yes, I get what he says. And, Here's the, 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 I don't know, the connection. I want to connect the dots, okay? Because we talked about this a little bit on that last podcast, but we, you know, everything was so rushed, we didn't connect the dots fully for people. We talked about, like, he's talking about what you want people to say at your funeral. If you focus on that, and if you focus on what, and this is what he's talking about when he says this, 
When you focus on the impact that you're going to make on other people's lives, the positive impact that you can make and that you're capable of making on other people's lives over the course of your life, the monetary aspect is going to take care of itself. Because to impact those people, you have to build shit. Okay, you have to get out there. You have, even if it's just as simple as you starting a Facebook page or a YouTube channel and you're putting information out there. If your goal is to impact people in a positive way, dude, people are going to eventually support you in your financial whatever it is. Like if you start selling fucking, you know, pop, a special brand of popsicles or something, people are going to fucking buy them because they love you. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like the impact of being an impactful person is like forever connected to the amount of income you make. You know, like for me, in our business, a lot of a lot of companies in the supplement industry, like we talk about dark side, let's talk about fucking dark side. A lot of companies in the supplement industry, most of the companies in the supplement industry, their goal is to fucking sell shit. Okay? Sell shit. You'll never hear me here, like seriously, you'll never hear me ever sit down and say, fucking sell shit. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not how it's done. Our job as a supplement company and as a fitness-related company is to what? Is to help people get and achieve a certain goal, whether that goal is lose fat, gain muscle, not have to wear a shirt at the pool. doesn't fucking matter. Our goal is to help them. What goes into that goal? A lot of things. Education, motivation, the right products. All these things go together to create that result. That's why we do shit like having um, an American in-house, you know, customer service staff that's all NASM certified to handle those kind of questions. We do all this shit for free because our job is to get people results. We focus a thousand million percent on results, and guess what happens? People get results, and then what do they tell their friends? Dude, I worked with First Form. I bought one of their products. I, but I talked to the guy, blah, 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 blah. He helped me. I lost 40 fucking pounds. The next guy's like, he goes on the website. All of a sudden, he's an automatic customer. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so you impact people and make people, you know, talk about you by creating value in whatever message it is that you're sending out. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, the money is not going to be there because the days of, like, just coming up with a scheme – and selling a product are coming to an end. You know, it's going to come. The companies that are going to win are going to be the companies that care about whatever it is, the result that people are trying to look for. And in the fitness industry, it's very fucking simple. People want to be fit. But it could be other things. I mean, look at the way Apple runs their company. You know, they're the biggest company on fucking earth, I think. Right? Am I right? I don't don't know. know. I think they are. Oh, yeah. But anyway, for the sake of discussion, they are. Mm-hmm. All right. What do they do when you go in an Apple store? They figure out your fucking problem and they solve it. What's your problem? Oh, well, my MP3 player is a hunk of shit. Well, here's what we have. We have this, this, this. Here's how to use it. Here's a class on how to use it. Here is an extended advanced class on how to use it. Mm-hmm. What are they focused on? Selling you the product? Or are they focused on solving your problem of understanding how to use this technology and, and, and all the things that come with it? You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... You know, I feel like, <clears throat> you know, uh, that as cool as the money is and, like, as as much as I think it's, like, 
important and, you know, having cool shit is fun and all that stuff. Dude, that's not why I do this shit. You know, I come in here every day. I work with my fucking friends. Dude, we kick ass. We dominate. We have a good fucking time together. That's fun, dude. That's what life's about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not about the fucking money. But if you need money goals to be motivated and get, you know, focus on, that's normal. It doesn't make you some sort of materialistic person, you know. Every, that's another excuse people hide by, by the way. You know, oh, that guy's just materialistic. Dude, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I mean? Why do you need a $300,000 car? You know what? Because I fucking like it. Right. Right. Is that not a good enough answer? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I attach all this value. Like, people automatically assume that you attach this crazy amount of value to that. No, I just like the fucking car. I think it looks badass. And when I roll up to a restaurant and I, I feel cool, that's worth something to me. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's okay to want to feel cool. Why do you buy anything that you fucking buy? Why do you buy the shoes you wear? Why do you buy the clothes you wear? Why do you live in the place you live? Why do you fucking do anything? Because you want to feel cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just being real, man. You know? That makes total sense. So I like cool cars because I fucking feel like a badass when I drive it. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that that's what success is to me. You know, success to me is seeing guys, first of all, seeing people that, 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 you, that use our products as a company and utilize and believe in the first form brand and supplement superstore brand get results. The more people that we can impact, the, the better. And, and I love that. That's what's important. That's what's important. It's not even just making money. It's, it's not even that at all. It's, it's the impact that you're making, you know. And the other aspect of that is I like to see my employees which is why, which is where this whole motivation fucking brand of the MFCEO Andy Frisella came from. Mm-hmm. I want to see my employees who have usually been brought up in a regular household under regular rules of you're going to be an average dude and just fucking accept it. I like seeing them grow, progress, even if it means them leaving our company and going out and doing other things. I've had a number of guys who have left our company, gone out, and fucking become very successful. And, and, dude, they come back and they say, dude, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have this fucking mm-hmm. life. That is what success is about. It's about improving other people's lives. And if you focus on improving other – see, I get that question a lot too. Aren't you afraid your employees are going to grow up and leave? No, that's kind of what I fucking want them to do. You know what I mean? You know, I, Or I at least want them to grow within our organization and improve so we can all stick together and kick ass. But I don't like having people stay in the same role for years at a time, you know, because it shows me that they're not having that edge that they need to be successful. Right. So to me, you know, those things are successful, not, you know, <clears throat> you know, not the small minded think of like, oh, you fucking drive a Rolls Royce and that's your success. No, it really has nothing to fucking do with it. I, I really don't give a shit about that car mm-hmm. or any of the cars. I mean, it's a hobby. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, makes total sense. People assume people assume a lot when they're not in that position. You know, they don't. They assume they assume that they they know what you went through to get there. First of all, and then they assume like that there's certain meanings that aren't even true. That you attach to those things, like dude. You know, and the reality is that's why I don't give a fuck what people think because ninety eight percent of them don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. You right. know, I hear the shit and I'm just like, yeah, dude, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, guys, we really do believe that 2016 is going to be huge for you. If you do the work, if you're smart, if you care about people, if you help them, you're going to kill it. 
So really want you to keep in mind the things that we've talked about, everything from, you know, success is your obligation to being able to really fully invest in people and make, make, uh, make it not as much about the money as, as much as impacting people's lives. Um, Andy, why don't you just share a couple seconds on uh, March 8th and then wrap us up. Yeah, guys, uh, Gary V is coming to St. Louis March 8th. Um, he asked me to help him launch his book. We're going to do a speaking engagement together. We're going to do Q&A together. Um, and we're going to have uh, we're going to have some sort of special thing. I, we haven't figured it out yet, but like a special VIP uh, ticket. So like maybe they come as a guest on the podcast or maybe they we do dinner or something. We're trying to work it out. But um, March 8th, St. Louis, uh, I'll have ticket info up real soon. Within the, Probably by the time this podcast, we'll have it. Um, if we don't, you know, write on my Instagram or Facebook, and I'll figure out, I'll let you guys know what's up with that. But uh, it's going to be a really cool event. I'm excited. I am super grateful that Gary, you know, um, trusted me with that responsibility. I, I, we're going to come in. We're going to fucking burn the house down. And, it's gonna, and he is super excited about it. Um, he's texting me uh, on a daily basis with like just the fire emojis, like, (laughs) like he's fucking ready. So, um, come to St. Louis, March 8th, help us launch this book. Uh, I guarantee you, like I said in the last podcast, if you come, you will leave with more value than whatever the ticket costs. And if you don't think so, I'll give you your money back. That's how strong I believe in it. It's going to be a fucking great show. So I hope you guys come up there and remember, like we talk about a lot of things on this podcast, but here's the thing. You're in control, okay? You're in control. I don't care how bad you feel. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care what your obstacles are. You're in control of what you do and the actions you take and what momentum you create for yourself. So, um, you know, we talked a lot about circumstantial things here. You know, what do you think if somebody says this? or what do you, All that shit is really irrelevant when it comes down to the actions you take, and that's what you have to remember in 2016. And I would recommend that you guys refresh yourselves go back and listen to kill it every day start utilizing the power list if you're not already and let that help you with all the things that we talked about today so um i expect great things from you guys i want to say also and i should have started off the podcast this way but thank you guys so much for all the support that you're giving us um our the amount of growth that we've had so far and the amount of, of momentum that we've created so far with this podcast is like way, way exceeding my expectations. Um, and that's a hard thing to do. So I just want to say thank you guys. Thanks for turning your friends on. Thanks for, you know, tagging your friends and getting people involved. It's, it's been a really fun uh, six or seven months so far. And I'm looking really forward to some of the big things that we have planned coming up. So uh, that's it. Go out. Fucking do something. Take it easy, guys. Never run the sidelines, I only hustle. Never take a day off, I only hustle.